Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22 year old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I currently go to school full time at Concordia University studying communication studies and I work part time while also working on my YouTube, Instagram blogging, I have this podcast, I own two businesses. One being an apparel company and one being a candle company and i also do freelance video editing so that is a little bit about me i feel like i'm a busy gal (laughs) um but about this podcast it's called behind the girl boss and that's exactly what it is i love to talk things business lifestyle lifestyle social media youtube blogging like business owners like all those things is what i enjoy talking about and on this podcast so that's like the main thing we discuss and i also have a lot of guests on here and we just like kind of discuss their journeys how they got to where they are and what's in store for them so that's a little bit about this podcast before i kind of jump into today's episode i want to talk about the fact that i start school again in like a week and i'm going to be in my third year of university which is crazy i'm going to be my third year and my second year in communication studies and it's just like wild to me and everything's gonna be online now and i'm just like trying to prepare myself i just feel like i have like so much going on and i'm really gonna have to plan and time block and just like figure all that out so i think i'm gonna be doing that um literally after i record this intro but i'm just like i'm just trying to like mentally physically and emotionally prepare myself for the semester ahead um but yeah so i hope you guys are feeling good and i know like most of you guys already started school so if you are in that boat and you already started school i hope you're going i hope you're doing well and i hope you're thriving um yeah that's what i have to say so today's episode we're talking to lily killar i believe that's how you say it i can't remember what she said but Lily is a business owner. She owns the company Killadize, which you might have seen during quarantine from some of your favorite creators who have been repping it and wearing it and showing it off. Killadize is a tie-dye company and Lily started it during quarantine and she's also a first-year law student. So it was so much fun to just talk to her about how she started her business, where she got the ideas, how she's doing it, and also a little bit about law school. So if you're interested in learning about her journey and all things as such, keep on listening. Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today I have another guest and her name is Lily. So hi, Lily. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Lily. Um, I just graduated um, from undergrad at Siena with a degree in criminal justice. And just this week, I started law school. Um, during quarantine, I started a business called Killadize, and I met Amanda through there. <laughs> awesome. So before we kind of jump into the podcast questions and everything, I like to do like a little hot seat segment, um, to kind of like break the ice and everything. So. What would you say is your go-to Starbucks order? Ooh, so I just did start the pumpkin cream cold brew within the week when they um, started that. But before the fall flavors came, I'd say I usually get a large or venti iced coffee with um, the sweet cream, but like half the amount they usually put in or a strawberry acai refresher. Awesome. I love the strawberry acai refresher. I low-key, I feel like I'm like the only person that doesn't like the pumpkin spice. I Honestly, I don't know if I actually like it or I just really want it to be fall. <laughs> like, I think I like, like, I do like pumpkin flavored things, but this one is really sweet. 
So I'm not sure if I actually enjoy it or I just like really want it to be cold out and like wear sweaters. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that a lot. Um, What would you say or where would you say is your dream travel destination? Oh, there's, I would love to like literally go everywhere, but I think the next place that I'd like to like really go, I really want to go to Hawaii. Same. It looks so pretty. (laughs) Yeah, it looks so pretty, so hot. Just like, it feels like a good vibe. Yeah, it looks like it's like everything's like clean and like happy and yes <laughs> good for the environment <laughs> yes and the last one is what's a tv show you can rewatch over and over Ooh, um I love law and order svu I think I could watch the same episode like over and over again <laughs> yeah, I've never actually watched that, that. it's it's <laughs> I don't know if it's really good but it, it's just so much drama <laughs> we love drama <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, so you kind of touched upon this already, but where do you go to school now and what are you studying? So I just started my 1L year at Albany Law. Um, you don't like really declare anything this early on, so I'm just in my first year. Awesome. So what got you interested in law? Um, I think I've always been into uh, like advocacy and have always been involved in advocacy revolving around the criminal justice system. And when I was an undergrad, I kind of realized that if you want to approach things in the way that's like going to create change, you have to do it systemically. And the way that that works, at least here, is through the changing of laws. And obviously there's other ways like to advocate and do other things. But the way that I think that I'm passionate about it is from like the roots of the justice system yeah for sure um so in tv shows and everything we see like the typical law school like workflow and everything like you're busy 24 7 how would you actually describe it well I'm only in my first week um so may not be the best person to ask but so far I would say it is a lot of work in terms of like there's a lot of reading to do but the thing Mm -hmm. about the reading is like say you have a 30 page reading like there's like say three cases within that reading and you're reading them all like five times so it's like a 30 page reading isn't actually (laughs) a 30 page reading because it's like all stuff you've never really learned before there's like words you have to look up there's rules that you have to look up so like 30 pages could take like two hours or anything like depending on how deep you want to dive into the material yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. What would you say is your dream job? Um, I think it would be really interesting to do work in like juvenile defense. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would really enjoy that. Yeah, that would be that'd be cool. I mean, I watch like a lot of like law videos and like jail video, like mo- TV shows. I don't really know what they're called, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. Just, like such an interesting place to work. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially, like, in my 1L year, like, all the classes I'm taking, like, I'm not doing anything related to criminal law, which is what, like, I went in, like, thinking I was interested in, but, like, in your 1L year, everyone takes the same classes, so right now, like, the class I had this morning was, like, contracts, and, like, on the surface, I was, like, oh, like, I probably won't really love this class, like, it's contracts, but, like, everything is so involved with each other that, Mm -hmm. like, it is still pretty interesting, despite like the title (laughs) yeah for sure um so when did you get the idea to start a business and why um so basically when court I first got sent home from college um well basically we went home for spring break and we never went back so during like the week at the week 
where we were having our extended spring break is what they called it before Mm -hmm. they were like just kidding Mm -hmm. um that week I like I've always done tie-dye I've always enjoyed tie-dye but during that week I was like I have nothing to do because like our our online classes hadn't even started yet and like I had an internship but it was shut down and like everything so I was like what am I going to do with all my time like um obviously I wasn't seeing anyone like other than the family that I live with so I was like I need to do something or I'm going to go crazy yes (laughs) and so I was like oh I should like tie-dye again so I like you know ordered some stuff on Amazon and that was like right after Brooke Michio had just done like a video and she was like tie-dyeing my own sweatsuit (laughs) I was like oh that looks like fun and so I like ordered this stuff and um tie-dyed it and then I kind of just like didn't stop and I acquired like a large amount of tie-dye and I was like oh my goodness this is a lot of tie-dye I don't even like wear hot pink why did I make this yeah um, basically I like posted it and people were interested in it and I was like oh this could actually like be something and it kind of just took off from there we love that. So how did you come up with the name Killadize? Because it's like Loki really catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So my last name is Kilar. It's K-I-L-L-A-R. So Killa is in there. And my nickname, like whenever I was like in class and stuff, all my professors and everything would be like Miss Killer. And I was like, no, like <laughs> that's not a good that's not a good name. But also like my name's Lily, so like and I'm the youngest sibling, so it's always like little Killa, like stuff like that. So I <laughs> like killer is just like a nickname I suppose like no one really calls me that but it's like a mispronunciation of my name so I kind of just like went with that and then dies like tie-dye um yeah so yeah smart so how did you learn to tie-dye initially I don't honestly remember like learning to tie-dye I guess I was probably like really young honestly maybe in Girl Scouts like when I was like (laughs) five but um, both of my parents are very creative people, so I've always done, like, art growing up and stuff, but I, I'm not, like, good at, like, fine arts or anything, but I've always liked tie-dye. Where do you get, the like, the products that you dye? Um, so there's, like, a bunch of different wholesalers that sell, like, the blanks, and then also during this time especially, like, white clothes have been, I think because everyone's tie-dyeing, like, really hard to find. Yeah. So I have like I source them mostly through like manufacturers but then if there's like specific things people want like some people want like a pair of champion shorts or like something like that like I just buy it through like the retailer Mm -hmm. makes sense um so a lot of people have this question when they're either starting a business or like looking to start one how do you go about for your packaging and shipping so I use pirate ship It's like um, a service through USPS where you buy the labels on there. I bought like a little uh, food scale from Target to like weigh my packages. And I, um, you can get like free poly mailers and stuff at the, not poly mailers, free like mailing envelopes at the post office, but those aren't as cute. So I do tend to like order poly mailers. I tend to get them from um, Etsy. You can get Mm -hmm. them from like bigger retailers, but I think like in every element of my business as much as I can I do try to support other small businesses so I do tend to get them from Etsy and um I had like a girl who I met through like a small business networking page she like made I bought stickers from her and um yeah so pretty much through there 
Awesome. So you've also collabed with some pretty big creators like Brooke Mitchell, Natalie Barbu, Kenzie Elizabeth, and literally the list goes on. Um, how did yeah. you get to that point and how did you contact them and everything? So I believe initially I had posted in the Kenzie Elizabeth um, I Love You So Much podcast Facebook page like about my tie-dye. And I'm trying to remember, I, I'm not sure if I tagged her in the post or from there I DM'd her. I'm not sure, but initially I sent, Kenzie was the first person that I was in contact with and I just reached out to her through DM and mm-hmm. was like, I am obsessed with you. Like you are my favorite influencer. Like I would really love to send this to you. Like, and like, I like made sure to be like zero pressure to post it. Like if you don't like yeah. it, you don't like it. Like, cause I think a lot of times when people reach out to influencers, they'll be like, here's like the six requirements of like, I send yes. you this product or something. And it's like, especially like I at that time had like a thousand followers like I'm not gonna be like to this like influencer like you must post my product so I was yeah. like if you like it like great like that's awesome and she turned out to like really like it and so she started posting it and then I think that that started kind of the initial connection where like when I did reach out to other influencers they were like oh like you work like you know Kenzie like oh that's cool like she likes your stuff so like that's cool and um yeah, I mostly reach out to people through there. And then also on either Kenzie or Brooke's post, I think it was like some other influencers had commented and were like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this set. And then like, I was like, oh, I see you. And I would like DM them through there and be like, hey, like, I'd love to send you one. Like, what colors are your favorites? Blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of just do it through there. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of people think like initially, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but like for a lot of people have to put in money to, for their business t- in order to like mm-hmm. get money back. So yeah. yeah, I think it's really important to market that way because like social media and influencers and stuff are such like a big promotional like thing right now. So I think it's like really important to do stuff like that, like you're doing. Yeah. And influencers have so much value too. Like mm-hmm. it's like the fact that they're willing to post it is like crazy to me, like, because they do these crazy brand deals where they get paid and stuff like that. So it's just, especially like from a subscriber standpoint, it's so nice that they're like even willing to like answer my DM, even if they were to say no, like I would be like, Oh my God, it was so nice of you. So like, I think people don't put enough value on like how much time influencers put into their careers. Yeah, for sure. Like people think like, Oh, they just sit there and they take a picture and then they post it. But like people don't realize there's so much more that like goes on behind the scenes like if it was that easy every single person would be doing it and making money off of it but it's really it's not that easy no there it's a a literal business yes so crazy yeah so what would you say has been the most difficult thing about owning a business um I think the most difficult thing is that I'm like a big people pleaser and I put like unrealistic expectations on myself like not through Mm -hmm. the customers but like purely through myself like if I have 50 sets to make and I have you know say a week to make them on Monday I'm like I should make all 50 right this second (laughs) and it's like like you have homework to do and like you have to drive your brother to like basketball and like well not right now obviously but like stuff like that so like prioritizing like myself not like myself in a selfish way but myself in like a like any other job like say it's nine to five like that's the time frame like that doesn't mean you need to be doing it till 3 a.m exactly like sometimes you do need to do it till 3 a.m and that's true of like probably any career like but at the same time it's like 
if you're not sleeping and you're not taking care of yourself, then like my products are going to suffer and I never want to send like less than perfect products to anyone. So I have to like make sure I'm taking care of myself at the same time. Yeah, that's like super important. That's something I feel like a lot of people, especially small business owners, don't take into account at the beginning. But Mm -hmm. if you like overwork yourself, you're going to end up burning out and then like everything's going to crash and fall. So I think it's super important to like take time for yourself also. um, Because if not, then it won't be the best thing. Yeah, it's really hard to do it too, because there's like almost like a guilt associated with it that I feel like doesn't necessarily come with a typical nine to five because you're like oh I could be doing this like yeah I could like I'm like you totally understand like you have all your businesses and you're an influencer and everything so I'm sure like oh I could be making that video or like Mm -hmm. I could be making handles or like something like that but it's like or you could do the homework for the class you have in two hours like yeah it's (laughs) yeah no I feel that um what would you say is the best part about owning a business I think the best part has been the interactions with everyone. Um, I've met so many like awesome girls um, through Kill It Eyes and boys too, but mostly I'd say my main like um, customer base is women. Um, yeah, so I've gotten to like interact with so many amazing people, which has been really great. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, I feel like social media as a whole, like you can meet so many different people like from everywhere and around the world. And I think that's like such a cool thing. Yeah. And there's so many resources out there with social media too. Mm -hmm. Like I was like researching like something about like my taxes the other day. And like, there's like 50 girls with like blogs about it. And it's like so cool. Cause it's like, if you want to do something, the resources, if you look really hard, you can usually find them. Yeah, for sure. So right now you sell everything through Instagram um, do you have any plans for expanding on that, like a website or Etsy or anything like that? So I have a website in the works currently. Um, it's like pretty much ready. I just, it's a little hard because mostly I've been doing custom orders mm-hmm. and that's what I think people have grown to like know about my business. So yeah. I do like story sales and stuff with pre-made things, but I think realistically, if this is going to like be sustainable, I'm going to need to start doing like, um, like pre-made items more so yeah. and still doing custom orders. But in terms of like quantity and everything, it might be a little bit more realistic to do like, say like a monthly draw or something like that of mm-hmm. whatever number of like 20 tan sweatshirts, 20, whatever. So that's like my hope for the website. I'm just a little bit um I'm not very technologically savvy so it's been (laughs) taking me a while to kind of learn to make that and make it what I don't want to put out something that's not representative of the brand like I want it to look how I want it to and everything like that yeah for sure that's important because branding is super important because no one's going to want to go on like on a website and be like oh like this doesn't look like what I imagine or something like that yeah for sure um, so you started school. Um, I know you've only been there for a week right now, but how would you say you ba- like do you balance school and a business together? Yeah, so so far I've kind of just been like time blocking. Um I do at least in this first week, um I, I did put a pause on making custom orders that weren't like already put in so that I could mm-hmm. get like into the flow of school. But I would be lying if I said I haven't worked on anything (laughs) since school started. 
like I definitely am still tie-dyeing and fulfilling orders like every day um so I think mostly is just like kind of giving myself grace and the the fact of like understanding that as long as I am putting out the products in the time frame that I promised that like that's all that I need to be accomplishing for sure um do you have any advice you'd give to someone trying to open up their first business um I would say maybe like reach out to other people who you know who have small businesses and um understand that there's definitely like a learning curve and I'm still definitely on that learning curve yeah um yeah I would say get a bookkeeping system immediately (laughs) yes because I definitely like that wasn't something that I knew anything about so um yeah (laughs) yeah honestly I would also say like YouTube like use YouTube to like the Mm -hmm. fullest potential because when I was starting my own businesses and stuff I literally Mm -hmm. had no idea what I was doing at all so I would just search everything on YouTube and there's like so many videos on every single thing like it's crazy yeah and Pinterest I found a lot of like on and even like TikTok now which is crazy like you will find so many tips on like like I'll be my TikTok has like so my for you page is like mostly businesses <laughs> at this point but like it'll be like seven places I buy my poly mailers and why I like them and it's like oh that's cool like then they like leave the links like mm-hmm. so like there's so many resources out there you just have to find them exactly um so the last part of my podcast I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions so I mm-hmm. picked a few of my favorites Great. Um, so the first one is, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about, I guess, law school in general, or even like your undergrad, if you want to talk about that, since you've done that longer? Yeah, maybe I'll talk about undergrad because I don't really have <laughs> much. Yeah. I've only been at law school for a week and so far I do really like it, but I don't really feel like I have much grounds to talk about that yet. But for undergrad, I think my favorite part was the people I met such incredible friends lifelong friends in undergrad and people that like I just know will like be there forever and that was like the coolest thing ever I didn't I I I always knew people like met friends in college yeah and um but I just like I think I met like my forever people there which is just like a really cool feeling um and obviously that ebbs and flows like you're not going to be the same group your freshman year as you are in your senior year like so don't put that pressure on yourself but you definitely like there's there's space to meet those people that will be in your life forever so that was definitely my favorite part my least favorite part I think with undergrad it's hard because you have all those common core requirements Mm -hmm. and I think on the surface it's really hard to you know be in a statistics class and I'm like I'm never gonna do statistics again yes and it's so frustrating because you're spending so much like for me for statistics like I am not good at math and so I was spending so much of my time trying to grasp these concepts and do this math and like at the end of the day was it useful to learn absolutely but at the time it's so frustrating because you're like I am going to be a lawyer I don't want to do this like yes but so I guess like but then, like, I think for me, the easiest way to, like, get out of that headspace was to be, like, I am so lucky that I'm sitting in this statistics class. Like, so many people would love to be in my position. So I think yeah. that that's kind of how I, like, overcame that is I'd just be, like, I'm really thankful that I'm here. 
Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, another person wants to know what is your ultimate goal for your business? I don't know, like my ultimate goal. I think right now I'm kind of just taking it like week by week and continuing to make the products that people seem to like and that I like to make and um just continuing to like put out products that people are wearing and enjoying I love like getting tagged in a post is like the coolest feeling ever it's like oh my god I love my sweatshirt and it's like oh my god I made that like (laughs) such a cool feeling so I guess just to keep making people happy through my products is the ultimate goal Yes, love that. And the last one is, how did you get your business page to grow? I think I have a lot of that owed to the influencers that I've worked with, um, not even worked with, but sent my products to, and then they were willing to post them because they liked them. Um, I think that that's helped me gain a lot of visibility. And I think also I answer every single DM like, I try to answer it literally as quickly as I can. And I always, I find it really important to like hype up my customers. Like if somebody posts in my stuff, like you better bet I'm commenting on it and sharing it and being like, oh my God, this girl is incredible. Like, so I think that I've created or attempted to create like a community of like women who lift each other up and I hope to continue to foster that. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, that's all I have for you today. So thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited. Do you want to, before we end it off, shout out your socials where people can find you? Sure. So my Instagram is Killa, K-I-L-L-A, Dyes, D-Y-E-S. And that's pretty much like where the business lives right now. So um, yeah, there'll hopefully be a website launch soon. But when that happens, that'll all be posted on that Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really do hope you enjoyed our conversation. And I hope you learned a little bit more about Lily. Or if you didn't know who she was, I hope you learned about her and her process and her journey with opening up her own business during quarantine. Don't forget to go check out Killa Dice, literally the most comfiest and cutest tie-dye sets i am currently wearing mine which is such a cute color it's a mix of like lavender and light blue and i just like love it it's just like such a it looks like a cloud to me it's like such a dream i am obsessed and i think you guys should check her out and maybe purchase your own set if you're interested when you purchase it use code it's amanda Wan and you can get some money off your purchase go support her go let her know that you came from the podcast i would love that and yeah so i do hope you enjoyed this and i hope you learned more about her more about opening a business and a little bit about law school so if you guys want to support me on my journey please do so i would love it i would really appreciate it you can follow me on instagram at behind the girl boss or at it's amanda Wan, and you can follow me on youtube at it's amanda Wan. also please do not forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on and if it's by chance of a podcast do not forget to leave a review it would really help it helps others be able to find the podcast and it just helps with engagement and promotion and all those things so i would really love if you can help me out on that So once again, thank you guys so much for listening and I will hear you next time.